Is Russia launching an offensive in another direction, or is this more Kremlin propaganda? I'm Paul, U.S. Army combat veteran. It is January 21st, 2023. This is your daily Ukraine update. Let's get right into it. Okay, first off, when we look at the tactical map or the control map, you can see that there is not a lot of changes in and around Bakhmut. Uh, some changes in how Russian forces appear to be deployed. Uh, but overall, in the last 24 hours, we're not really seeing a ton of meaningful movement. A little bit of an adjustment to the front lines in Klitschivka, uh, acknowledging Russian control. But where things are more interesting to see is that there's actually been some updates to the front lines indicating Russian attacks in Zaporizhia. Uh, you can see here this large portion of uh, empty ground really is listed as contested and it indicates that there is some sort of offensive effort going on by russia uh we also of course have two more offensive moves uh in and around the uh reservoir here near nikopol uh one in lobgove and the other in uh, let's see, Nearest the nearest town looks like Novodanvlika. Uh, but you guys can see here, this is a lot of open terrain. This is, again, an agricultural, uh, agricultural country to be sure. The only one that's interesting is that Russian forces appear to be trying to break into uh, Lobkove. And even when we go over to uh, this source, TRT World, which is a super, super uh, pro-Russian site, I believe, um, but there's one thing you can count on. It's that they're going to repeat Kremlin talking points. And this is what's interesting to me about this, is that they're reporting that fighting has sharply increased in the southern Ukrainian region of Zaporizhia, uh, where it's been stagnant for months. The intensity of military activity has sharply increased. Uh, what's interesting about this is that not that it's happening, but usually Russia is waits until it has good news to publicly acknowledge it, right? This way, if they have an offensive that's failing or stalling out, they will instead uh, not acknowledge that it happened at all, rather than acknowledge that their increased intensity of the fighting. So this says that it's it may be their offensive effort, and they may be trying to uh push ukrainian lines in places and in ways uh that stretch ukrainian forces thin you guys can see that ukraine would have to make some hard calls between shoring up bakhmut and relieving pressure on units here in zaporizhia uh of course in other news a former u.s navy seal was also killed in the conflict what is bizarre about this this man is his background uh he became a seal let's see if we can find it joined the navy in 2005 became a seal in 2007 voluntarily left the service in 2014 rejoined in 2015 assigned to a seal unit a year later and then deserted in 2019 uh, went AWOL in 2019, and uh, he also worked briefly as a police officer. In 2020, he wrote a book uh, called The Fall of a Man uh, and ended up in Ukraine. Which, this is just a strange, strange trajectory. From what I've heard in interviews, guys like Siv Div and others, who've said that a, a portion of these people are individuals who are sort of 
lost for lack of a better term uh without the pervasive conflict and certainly being a seal in 2007 uh this is someone who saw 2007 to 2014 this guy saw seven years of intense intense combat uh this was some of the busiest this was 2007 was the surge in iraq 2010 2011 was the surge in afghanistan that i was a part of um and so by 2014 it looked like the uh things were wrapping up of course then you had the issues with isis that's probably why he came back and then four years later deserted probably feeling like i i don't know probably feeling like he was just if there was maybe if there was no conflict he didn't want to be a part of it but still deserting is a, is a bad look um and not really the sign of someone who's thinking clearly uh so but apparently he ended up in ukraine assisting ukrainian forces um and was injured in Dnipro. uh just a reminder again of the personal cost of some of these graphics now when we look at of course the ground combat where russia's launching its uh ground offensive you can see russia remains fairly busy uh not just in the north but also pushing out in solidar moving northward to uh Vesele, uh which is again interesting but they're they're still also trying to push it seems as though they may want to try to get across this river here, but it's easier said than done. Um, certainly, it's hard because even small rivers and canals can become very difficult to cross. Uh, even in the winter, it's just difficult to cross because there's so few crossing points right if you're ukrainians on the defensive you know that if they want to move any significant numbers of troops they are going you, russians are going to need to pick a bridge or build their own all of which take time and you can keep them under observation and allocate firepower accordingly so they may have realized russia that they need to pivot north or pivot south and it looks like they've made the call to sort of do both they're continuing to push and cross nahorda continuing to push in Pirodne, uh and trying to take areas of urban Bakhmut. Uh, again, I, I suspect somewhat they're also apparently trying to, it looks like, push past Chasivyar, which is itself a fascinating call. Uh, you can see they've seized Klachivka, this large amount of open terrain. And we talked about how impossible it would be to, to thread the needle between Chasivyar and Bakhmut. So it looks like instead, Russian forces are pressing west to predetchnine uh this is of course uh, a potential issue for them uh seeing as they're going to create these salients uh that might make them vulnerable again you can imagine they push out and ukrainian forces in chasov yar um or even in the south here can really do some damage if they end up bulging their lines out too badly so i'm not sure what exactly the strategy is here again you can see there's not really something they can encircle uh encirclement would be uh, just require a lot more work than it seems like they're able to do uh you can see again of course dnr and lnr continuing to push in donetsk and they do not yet have reports of I think it's fairly recent, these Russian efforts in Zaporizhia. Uh, when we go over to Warmapper, uh, Warmapper is reporting no major control changes in the last 24 hours. Um, and 
no major control changes to the Bakhmut front in the last uh, since the last update. So again, the pace of Russia's offensive seems to be steady. Uh, slow and steady emphasis on slow uh, but not really letting up uh, and I think this is the Russian way of war uh, Russia's notorious throughout history for being able to throw soldiers and resources at a problem uh, until the enemy simply runs out and that is the needle that Ukraine has to thread where they have to preserve their combat power uh, without taking significant casualties and western technology is a huge part of that um but ultimately you also need a, a deeper well of person of trained ready and properly equipped personnel all of which can be tough to get uh anyway guys that's all i had for you of course if you want access to the uh uncensored breakdowns you know the kind that uh youtube won't let me show you all the viral combat videos those drop every week on the patreon thanks so much to my lieutenant tier patrons yesterday of course we looked at a whole bunch of pretty wild stuff um of course drone and artillery strikes but also some looks at combat on the ground in solidar so good times uh, at least at least informative times. That anyway, I'll see you guys in the next one.